Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that, bro. I am John Parker. I'm Dan Duncan. We about helping you sauce your life up. If you that, that enchilada red sauce you know with that cheese dip. Come on now. Sometimes I like a little green sauce on my enchilada. Sometimes I'm like, I like yellow curry. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on what you're looking for. That's right. We got that sauce. Multiple sauces for every occasion. Come on, bro. We the multiple sauce men. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what we do. With a sauce aisle in the grocery store. Come on, man. We keep you dripping in sauce. <laughs> AKA used to be swagoo. You know what I'm saying? But we upgraded you from the swagoo to the sauce. <laughs> Hashtag swaggy, bro. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, That's what we do man. around here, man. This is man. a podcast of podcast of podcast. Something like that. Something like that, man. I mean, we're here to help dudes win. If you never heard of Don't Do That, bro, one, you should listen to this episode and yeah. go like us on your favorite podcasting platform. Mm-hmm. Tweet about us. Tell mm-hmm. us what you think. Mm-hmm. And then after that, come back, listen again. Yes. I don't disagree with anything you've said, man. Listen. We the sauciest. You know what I'm saying? We just dripping with the sauce. We trying to get y'all the sauce. We give you the info, the game, help you ride waves. You know what I'm saying? Get you the right club in your right hand so you hit the right ball in the right hole. Something like that, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Something like that, too. That's what we do. Y'all, welcome to Don't Do That, Bro. Last week, we talked all things Black Panther. So if you missed that episode, mm-hmm. go check it out. Personal narrative, which we're going to touch on a little bit again a little today. Bit, a little bit. The people uh, want it. The people want it. But we have all things for all people, yeah. including women, apparently. Okay. Man, we, we Listen. We started off this with the struggle bus men. Like, hey, guys, let's get you off the struggle bus. You know what I mean? Let's get you in a chartered something. You know? We, That's right. We just want you to experience turbulence at a different level. First Uber. Mm-hmm. And then calling a black car. Yep, yep, And yep. then some, some dudes are on planes now. That's what I'm saying. They riding high. You know, mile high clubbing it. You know what I'm, was that? That might be inappropriate, huh? I mean, I guess goals. I guess it, has, well, it, it is goals. They're just different connotations for different people. You know what I mean? We just getting you some miles. You know what I mean? Something. There's also an episode on credit card miles. It is too. That's what I was referring to about my right. club. That's the, what I meant. That's right. Credit card miles. Never buying a plane high. ticket again. Why do that? Why waste your life? You know what I mean? And if you're doing that, you're doing something wrong. That's right. You know what I mean? So today, we out here. It's just, it's never a dull moment in the life of don't do that, bro. In the life caddies. We thought we been I worked ourselves out of a job by now, but apparently it just goes on, man. Like life. It does. Every day you wake up, more moments to be caddied. More people that need this help. And we're here for it. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> I say, you sound, you sound, I tell you, you've had enough of these people and, and, their, and their issues, man. Well, listen, so this dude don't fall asleep. Let's jump into a, a, a brief overview of what we're talking about today. So today we're talking about more airplane issues because that's the theme for this season, apparently. Planes, trains, automobile fails. Um, we got some info about how not to ride with the missus. What shouldn't happen when you're on planes with the missus. Uh, t- <laughs> Which I'm probably going to have to go ahead and just state, like, I do not co-sign. Okay, okay. I'm not here for that. Hey. But you should hang around because it's probably going to be It's going to be some, some something. Good, some good controversy slash game. I'm just out here to help dudes win. <laughs> this is like season one, season two, John, that's about to, you know what I'm saying? Pop off. Pop off. I just have, I just have some... <laughs> Some things to get off my chest, all right? Um, then we're going to talk about the president, El Presidente of the Philippines, and his amazing insight into uh, HIV and where his nation is going. He does have some insight. It's some insight. Amazing, maybe that's the wrong adjective, but there's he has some insight that's... Accurate to a degree. Yeah, that is... Uh, something for people to consider. <laughs> <laughs> 
that is that is what it is. Uh, and, then, uh, and then we're gonna finally wrap it up, I think, with uh, an, a conversation around echo chambers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's again, 2018, and people still, uh, you know, living under rocks. You know, and we're just trying to help them come out of those 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 caverns. Like, hey, there's a world up here. Bomb, live better. Live better. Do right. Be a better human being. All right, we ready to jump into to who's your caddy? Absolutely. Who's your caddy? Fourth district. Seem to me like Dan Duncan always offered a hand to the nine iron. Always the nine iron. What you need a caddy for if he always gonna give you the same club, huh? Hashtag. Who's your caddy? We're here to caddy you, and we've never seemed to run out of love to give to the people. And today we just have some more nuggets of love that we want to transfer. To your consciousness, right? I feel like you're about to sell me some like psychic hotline or something. (laughs) (laughs) Call me now. (laughs) Listen, man, I'm gonna sell you something. Well, the game is to be told, not sold, right? So we giving out the game for free, unless you're an advertiser, you got to pay for that. But outside of that, if you're listening to the show, you will get some free game that I think will change your life forever. Right? I agree. Okay. Okay. Changed my life to one degree. Hey, at least point five degree. I've, I've, I've rotated my life. Maybe that's a degree that's changed. Maybe not, you know, actual meaningful things. But, you know, I, I made some adjustments. How about that? All right, pivot, as you said last time. All right, so um, Duarte, uh, you know, the Philippine president, the, the ruler, the dictator, the guy that wants to shoot criminals down in the street. Did you see, not only does he want to shoot every criminal that exists, he destroyed, like, 21 to 50, like, like imported priceless, like, uh, cars like vintage cars he literally took bulldozers and put them in like little trash compactors or whatever because he said they were they were obtained they were brought to the country illegally holy crap like bro like Duarte bro this dude be doing some stuff bro like like you, I was like cringing when I saw him he was taking like stingrays and like all kind of stuff that just let the people pay the taxes or whatever they need to pay for these cars bro instead of setting a precedent like that build but some this, hospitals bro bro Take the cars, them. sell them, right? You know what I'm saying? Make the money. Send them back to America. You know what I'm saying? Take care of your people. But instead, I will teach you a lesson. Criminals, we're going to kill you in the streets, so you can forget about rehabilitation. It's not going to happen. And if you have cars here that don't belong here, we're going to make sure those are destroyed in front of you. You probably lined the people up in front of the <laughs> demolition derby and just made them watch that they got smashed in the smithereens. But... If that's not enough of an intro, I'm going to give you some more information about this guy. Okay. This is how his mind works, right? Okay. So there are skyrocketing HIV rates that are happening in the Philippines right now. Dang, dude. And, that, and that's terrible, right? For for instance, in 27, uh, tw- yeah, 2007, um, people say 27, right? No, no, no one's ever said that. Nobody says that? Is that just no. me? Yeah. People you say like 20... 2018, 2010. Yeah, but, that. But the before the 10s, nobody said 21, 20. 27 sounds like 27 the, the, the number 27 hmm. not 2007 hmm all right well you know here i am you know i thought Staying i was standing alone <laughs> thought i was you know bringing the people with me i thought i was trekking along like yo i need y'all to y'all back in 27 <laughs> yeah 1927 <laughs> 1827 but not 20 27 yeah all right cool well i'll refer to as 07 as 20 Nope, I guess it won't. All right, I tried to do it again. I tried to make it like roll again and just spontaneously add that to your life, but you're rejecting it. I get you. If you can't see them, you can't see him, but he's just shaking his head in disgust. <laughs> I was trying to, you know what I'm saying? Everybody leaves their mark on the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like That's your mark? What else do I have, bro? I mean, what else do I have? You're taking the only thing I have from me. It took me a long time to come up with 27. 
I, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm literally speechless. Back to this HIV fire, man. I'm just trying to be cool, bro. In you, the year 2007, there was a reported in fewer than 400 new cases. New cases. You know, it's one thing to have already existing. But in 27, t- 2007, <laughs> <laughs> there were fewer than 400 new cases reported of HIV in the Philippines, right? Okay. In 2017, 2017, that is, right? 2017, more than 11,000 new cases were identified. So that's... <laughs> Double, triple, almost four times. Yeah, right. Almost four times. Oh no, triple because that would be twelve. So more, a little less than triple the rate of HIV new infection rates were reported. Right. Got it. So amongst the country having the fastest growing HIV epidemic in the Asian Pacific region, um, Mr. President uh, Rodrigo Duarte, um, I just can't pull the Trump. I just can't. I just even when I just. Try to say it, bro. I just don't even understand like what's happening right he now. He put a Trump in his mouth. He did. He did put a Trump in his mouth. Uh, there was there was some Trump being blown. You know what I'm saying? So trumpets. So he's in the middle of a conversation about a serious topic. So a lot of countries will um, set up. I don't want to say exportation, but they will set up like ways in which people can go work for families in foreign countries to make money. Sure. Right. When I was in Ethiopia, they were doing it. Different countries all through the Middle East, they do that. Right. So a Filipino person got found in the freezer of the family that that she was uh, working for. And oftentimes you hear about abuse. You hear about people getting killed by the people that they're working for. Um, you hear about the women, the, the wives getting jealous and feeling like the husband may be cheating with them and do kind of sh- shady stuff to them or whatever. And these people don't have protections in these foreign countries when this happens. Oh, my gosh. And I, again, I've heard about it from multiple countries that I've been to multiple people. So this isn't like just a one off situation. So he was offering women free flights to come back home and people that were working overseas as, as you know, servants or um, domestic workers. And so in the middle of this conversation, he has like this breakdown to where it gets from. We're talking about these women to now we're going to talk about HIV and sex. Like just just no transitions or these are the transitions that have no precedent whatsoever right so he goes from talking about that um to talking about um food like we we don't have enough food all we know is to to populate so we just have 150 million 120 110 million filipinos that's all we do we just we just bang 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 we just having babies like jackrabbits right so i guess there's kind of a digression maybe to getting down to talking about hiv yeah right so then he goes from there um talking about birth control pills are free right Pills are free. Cool. All right. Don't use condoms because they don't feel good, he continues. Okay. All right. So then he minds. Unsolicited advice. Right. Unsolicited advice. Hey, hey, if you're overseas and you need to get back, come on, we'll let you get back home. By the way, since I have your attention, since you're all here, I've been wanting to talk about sex for a long time. Um, pills are free. Let's start with pills. Birth control pills, you get those. Take those. As a matter of fact, since we're talking about birth control pills, condoms, they don't, they don't feel good. I just want to let you guys know, if you haven't used a condom before, they don't feel good. Okay, this, is, this is what he said, quote. He didn't say that, but he did, quote, they don't feel good. Um, then he continues to mime eating a piece of steel-wrapped candy. So you see me? You, yeah. Y'all can't see me, but Dan can see me. Oh, hmm, look at that candy. Still got wrapper. It's, it's a wrapper on it. It's, hmm, can't really taste the candy. Doesn't really, doesn't taste like as advertised. But once I get past this wrapper, <laughs> once I get past this wrapper, this candy will be good. And he says, quote, here, try eating it without unwrapping it right eat it that's what a condom is like oh man using a condom is like eating candy still in a wrapper so since this section is called who's your caddy yep Yep. i'm torn (laughs) yes (laughs) 
who gets who in fact is the who in the statement because if it's the president running a country with an hiv crisis uh-huh. i would say to him mm-hmm. probably a terrible terrible thing to say i would agree let's even maybe fudge the truth a little mm-hmm. bit and just talk about how condoms could be helpful yes because they can be they ve- listen it's in it's, certain situations mm-hmm. They like can be helpful. HIV, you know, from getting into your body. Right. Although if the condom breaks, it's a whole other situation. Right. And, you know, there's... But, but it's, but, not a, it's not a foolproof method. But in good. a country where... Yeah. The race is skyrocketing. Is, right. It's a safe idea. There's another idea to <laughs> prevent HIV, which Tell is me, Dan. Uh, not having sex huh. uh, with mm-hmm. someone that you don't know mm-hmm. or don't know well enough that you don't know that they have HIV. Mm-hmm. 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 I like that idea. Yeah. So, but if I shift the who <laughs> to somebody else... Mm-hmm. Who is in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. long-term relationship, who knows the person very well, mm-hmm. knows that they don't, in fact, have HIV. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I might agree mm-hmm. with the president. <laughs> Imagine that. You and Mr. Duarte are on the same, of the same cloth. You cut from the same cloth. If we are both caddying an individual <laughs> who is married and seeking birth control advice. Uh-huh. The pleasures of the flesh. I might suggest uh-huh. other means of birth control. Uh, as, as, such as? Uh, anything but. <laughs> anything <laughs> because but. I I have a, th- a hunch <laughs> that most of my friends that have uh-oh babies uh-huh. had them because uh-huh. they, in fact, also agree mm-hmm. with Mr. President. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, when the pull-out game is weak, Prego happens. Your sauce, <laughs> that's a different sauce. We talked about sauce on the intro. That baby sauce will be, uh, you know, your future. Okay. All right. So if we're helping dudes win mm-hmm. and not talking to the president. True. I would say know thyself mm-hmm. <laughs> and know thy strength mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to uh, the birth control efforts. Uh, if the backstroke is not your your best event, then you might want to uh, do something some, besides do the skin different. to skin. Yeah. You, know, you might want to have some something less, something more than the skin to skin contact might be necessary. Right. Okay. Right. All right. All right. Okay. Right. All right. What, what do you think about all this? I think you probably agree. And I think we should probably just move on. That's my hunch. <laughs> Hey man, listen. I, my wife does HIV research, and I think does any, she really? Is that what her specialty is? We never talked about this. No. Well, you know, is she gonna listen to this and be like, "You guys are the worst." No, I mean, listen. It doesn't surprise me that you doesn't know that you don't know. I mean, you called me a psychiatrist, so you know, I just who knows what we do. I'm a psychiatrist. I know she works at the CDC, and I know she's real smart. Yeah. yeah. When, when someone smarter than me walks in the room, yeah, yeah. I don't typically lean into the things I don't understand <laughs> as like forms of communication. You like, hey, this HIV stuff. Ah. Hey, hey, let me tell you about what I think about right, HIV right, research. Right. What I know about it. Well, no. Um, yes, that's what she does. And as someone who the last seven years have been actively involved in HIV research, i.e. going to Africa myself, helping her build an HIV lab, getting splashed with HIV, thinking I had HIV. Uh-huh. Are you serious? Bro, I, you know, I, I, was, I was helping. I don't know if I, if I can say that. I don't, you know what? Let's not say that. <laughs> Let's not go into this story. Guys, just forget I even said that. You know what I mean? There's, there's some rules and regulations of things that may or may not have. Can you see the little thing? I'm, I'm flicking a pen right now. Like yeah, I'm but I'm not going to edit it out. So I'm hitting the men in black, man. You're supposed to. <laughs> when I hit you with the pen. The, the nebulizer. Yeah. You, when you get hit with the nebulizer, sir, rewind. All right? So anyway, um, I am HIV free. Uh, <laughs> Uh, some people aren't you know what I mean and if you're in a country and you're the president of a country and people are getting infected more I would disagree with making a statement where you say hey don't use condoms 
if you're having a private conversation with a friend of yours, you're like, hey, you know what? Those condoms, it's like eating candy with the wrapper. <laughs> you just won't get it done. You know what I'm saying? You will not taste the sweet insides of that candy wrapper, right? You know, I get that. So I, 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 I'm torn. You know, there's the cattiness that says, hey, strap it up if you're trying to prevent babies. There are also other methods for preventing babies. But if you're trying to prevent HIV, there's might be, also, <laughs> might be, it might be the might best be way. Idea. Might be a, and the problem is now, so they have these pills that you can take to also prevent from getting HIV. And I feel like people are going to be more and more reckless. This is a PSA for you people right now. This is a little divergence from the, from the who's your caddy. Don't take HIV pills as a means of being reckless with your body. Because the HIV pills will prevent you from, you know, contracting right and the person that's taking the pills is supposed to prevent them from disseminating it to others but i don't want this to be the like plan c you know there's plan b that people have the morning after pill right. and there's plants i don't want these pills to be your plan c like you know what yeah you might have it i might have it who knows what's going on let's just take these pills because it's that's not how that works right there's, there's, you're making there's, other bad decisions right, right. there's regimens there's things that need to take place so let's 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 take that off there is a caddy in this hey this is not plan c hiv medication is not plan c right that, I don't think we do you think we really struggle with that in this country what I, so, I'm re, seriously educate facts. me more facts like in this country is mm-hmm. HIV still an issue more facts so men who have sex with men are the highest grossing or highest grossing like as a box office the highest increasing rates of HIV uh, incidences in let's say metro, metro Atlanta these okay. are facts CDC facts right men who have sex with men people that were interviewed for this particular poll people that were getting the help and the resources for this particular research study were saying they were complaining about condoms, saying they don't feel good and they don't like them. And it's just a roll of the dice before you get to HIV as a man anyway that has sex with men. So you know what? I'm not going to wear these condoms. Huh. So it's like still a very much a like prevalent issue in America, the, HIV being, you yeah, know. These are grown adults that are saying, I know, I know that there's a high risk for me to catch this HIV because of my sexual preference. But you know what? I'm not going to protect myself. Again, this is not everybody. This is not every man who has sex with men. That is not all of them. But I'm just saying that I, I have the studies and I can show you where they're like, ah. and, and that, therefore what I'm saying is the stuff that some of the stuff my wife is working on, some of her cohorts are working on are alternative methods to condoms because people don't want to wear condoms. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Like creams and this and that, some other stuff that people can do. But again, medicines can be taken so that if you have HIV, your body won't pass that on to someone else. And if you don't have it, it'll prevent you from getting it. Huh. And so that's what I'm saying. Like people will treat it like Skittles. Like, yo, I'm going to just pop these pills, eat this food, and I'll be good. And that's just what I'll do so I can keep having this sex unprotected. It's craziness, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Whew. Yeah. Can we move on to uh, period veins? <laughs> Never thought I'd say that. <laughs> Well, uh, part two of this caddy situation is, uh, you know, guys, if you haven't been paying attention, please go back. We have rules and game to give you when it comes to flying, earning points and doing certain things. You don't fart on planes when people ask you to stop. <laughs> you don't pay for plane trips if you don't have to, right? And the next thing that I want to give people information on, which I feel like is a, it's not even a no-brainer. Who thinks that this is an issue? Men, man, boy, if you are traveling with someone of the opposite sex, <laughs> whether it's wife girlfriend friend sister even auntie grandma you might have to have an awkward conversation with grandma if she's a young grandma and she's still fertile right <laughs> just to remind people this is where this is where i gave the like the front note of i do not co-sign anything <laughs> c john roar at c john roar on twitter is about to say and that's saying a lot coming from me uh ever go ahead all i'm saying is whoever the lady in your life is that's traveling companion with you 
you need to tell her to minimize her conversation about period cramps. (laughs) This is is real, sir. This is not the time for jokes. This is a serious conversation. Why would you have to minimize them? Okay, I'm not minimizing women. I'm not minimizing their trials and tribulations. I am not minimizing the gnashing of teeth that can come from having severe period cramps. What I am saying is hush your mouth. Hug your mouth if you get on a plane and you're experiencing the discomfort that comes from period cramps. There was a young lady and a young man that were traveling from England to Dubai. They get on the airplane. A stewardess overhears them talking about her period cramps. The stewardess continues to have a conversation that was uninvited with this couple about the severity of her cramps. She says it's a one out of ten. One being low. One being not a factor, one being slight discomfort, minimal right. discomfort. At this point, after some examination by this doctor stewardess who decides that, you know, she is Dr. Doogie Hauser, MD, um, <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell the captain, snitching. She decides to, yeah. dry, to, to di- not even dry snitch, she directly snitches to the captain. The captain being the man that he is, Dr. Captain, right? You know, he was a, a doctor before he became an airplane, airplane pilot, decides that, hey, I'm going to need you to seek some medical attention. And I'm gonna need you to get off this plane. So, so uh-huh, go no, yes, sir. So, do you think it was actually whose fault is it in the scenario? Let me just pose that so, question to you. The initial fault is his, right? His being the captain. Be, no, being the guy of the lady <laughs> who got on this plane and allowed her to have this conversation out loud about period cramps. <laughs> this is the part that I, that I can't, I can't rock with you. This is his fault. First of all, congratulations, she's not pregnant. Right. If that's if that's your goal, if that's what if you were trying to, you know, go another month with being able to engage like we just talked about, you know, without your condoms. Right. We just it's a segue. I have evil genius, man. These things aren't just random. This is this is real life that we're doing. I'm taking notes. All right. Evernote. Okay. so you start off. No AIDS, use condoms. And now we're moving on to period equals no child equals win. These, Depend- are my, these are my notes thus far. Some, pe- some people, it's L. You know, some people are actively trying to have children. But if you're on an airplane, right, you're getting ready to get on an airplane. Aunt Flo has arrived. She's here. She's knocking on the door. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's that time. If you know that's happening, right, there's apps to help you keep up with that. There's uh, what PI strips that can help with that, right? You can test the PI down there, see what's going on, right? There's ways to know before you get ready to go on this trip whether or not you need to have a conversation because when you have a conversation out loud about periods and the pain thereof, you get booted off of planes, right? So it's his fault initially. Second of all... But is that like a thing that's like wide, like widely spread or is this like this specific (laughs) instance don't you undermine what i have going on over here right now you're actually for details all right i'm giving you the details that you need to know i've never heard of someone getting kicked off a plane for a period because you don't do the research i do okay all right so it's prolific as far as the washington post is concerned (laughs) all right and they're pretty they're pretty you know what i'm saying you know they're they're up there legit you know what i'm saying this this isn't the new york bezos has bezos's (laughs) paper is legit got it that's what i'm trying to tell you man this this is not a bitcoin conversation this is the the reality of life if you don't know this is real real life caddy yeah when you read the washington post know that you're reading amazon (laughs) propaganda (laughs) hey listen 
Mind your business. All right, over there. I see what you're doing here. Okay. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna steal this thunder. You're not gonna steal my joy. Okay. All right, get thee behind. They're, me. they're just trying to sell more tampons, bro. <laughs> Let me check these ads. As a matter of fact, that I'm here sponsored by. <laughs> what do we have going on right here? But this is this is real life. You will you will get escorted from a plane for too much flatulence that leads to a flight. You will get escorted off a plane for. Pe- the problem is again with this guy. The minute she mentions discomfort and you're on this plane, if she's not like my appendix just burst. You know what I'm saying? Or my eye just fell out of its socket, right? Or my teeth feel like they're about to explode from, the, you know what I'm saying? Whatever is happening in her mouth, you, you say, hey, 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 did, did you bring your pills? Do you have some medication? Would you like a drink? What can I offer you in this moment to provide you some comfort? Because if these women or these men or these stewards or stewardess hear about a conversation about pain and discomfort, we're going to have to get off this plane. I would really like to get to Dubai. It's a seven-hour flight. What can I do to comfort you in this situation? <laughs> and you whisper, just like I'm doing right now. Sweetie, 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 or sister, or grandma, whoever, granny, 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 granny. Listen, listen, listen. Is it possible? Is it possible that we can have this conversation? <laughs> you whispering in my ears right now, bro. It's the absolute worst about my period. <laughs> Unbelievable! I'm trying to have the, a... the things I thought we would talk about and don't do that, bro. When we first started this podcast, you know, we're numerous. This never crossed my mind. It's because I'm a visionary. <laughs> All right, these are these are things that I'm trying to help prevent people from from traps that I'm helping prevent people from falling in. All right, this is this is a thing. All right, hey hey, Granny, listen, I need you to chill out. <laughs> Right now, it's not the time to kind of be going on and on about this thing. I understand your discomfort. I understand that this is not cool right now. Hey, this is Eve's fault. You know what I'm saying? All she had to do is not bite the apple. But because she did, you're in the situation you're in. All right? And what I want you to do is relax. You're gonna, when, when we get to 20,000 feet, you can, you can let your, air, your, your, your seat back. They can get you some drinks. We can get you right. But right now, Granny, I need, just need to no complaints. <laughs> I just need you to know when we have our staff meeting this week <laughs> and Adon and Sean are in the room looking mm-hmm. at me, talking them through, like, don't do that, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get all the hell <laughs> about this segment. It's okay, bro. We keep it. We keep it to people in business. And if you're out there and you have any products that help with feminine hygiene issues, feel free to holler at me. I would love to shout you out on the show. I would love for you to be a paid advertiser. We want to get you famous. Especially if you minimize pain on flights. Hey, listen. If, if you're in the business of minimizing pain so men can get successfully to where they need to get to, I'm for that. <laughs> Do that, bro. I guess that's all live caddying we have. Hey, man. Uh, that's all you need. For Who's Your Caddy segment yep. of this episode. Any mm-hmm. last thoughts on AIDS and hushing women? Well, I'm going to give you a quote <laughs> from her. I'm going to give you something that... Um, oh, actually, this is from him. So this is Joshua, um, the guy who got kicked off the flight because his girlfriend was complaining too loud he says quote to be kicked off (laughs) straight face to be kicked off for period pains it was madness beth was in tears and was getting upset when the hostess was asking her questions it's embarrassing to have to explain about period pains when it's being overheard my point exactly sir (laughs) my point exactly District. Uh, seem to me like that Duncan always offer the hands you deny nine. Always deny nine. What you need a caddy for if he always gonna give you the same club, huh? Hashtag. Who's your caddy? Like this episode of 
<clears throat> this episode of Don't Do That Bro is brought to you by Eastlit Coffee, a coffee roasting company serving specialty coffees that are unique yet familiar, complex and comforting, featuring diverse origins that are del- that are delicious and approachable. Use the code FOURTH, that's F-O-R-T-H, to get 40% off your first bag of coffee at eastlitcoffee.com. You know, I like to do. So we're jumping from who's your caddy into the meat and potatoes of the situation. But, I, you know, it's hard for me to move on. I'm the type of guy that was holding on to girlfriends longer than I should have. Right. Just one last thing. Know the policies for the airlines before you get on board a plane. Right. This particular airline states on its website that all those circumstances are assessed on a case by case basis. Passengers with certain medical conditions may not be permitted to fly, such as those suffering from communicable diseases, congestive cardiac failure or severe respiratory diseases, uncontrolled seizures, or pregnancies past the 36 month. Although period pain is not listed as one of the things that white people can't get on board, just know it's always up to the pilot's discretion. So as a man, I just want you men to be more aware and more willing to be the man of your house, to be in control of your flying destination, and just know, read the fine print, be aware. <laughs> you can lose your spot. And never get to Dubai because of period pain. All right. It sounds good. All right, cool. I just, I, it's PSA, baby. That's what we do. I just want people to know. You know what I'm saying? Did you know that you can be left off a of flight for cardiac arrest and pregnancies past Well, if I'm weeks? having a cardiac arrest, I want to get kicked off a flight. I want them to land. I want them to kick my ass off of whatever I'm on and send me to a hospital. If you have communicable, communicable diseases, sir, do not get on an airplane. I don't even know what that means. Hey, I don't know. I don't know if you have to talk to someone for them to get it or... <laughs> Communication diseases. Oh, you mean runny mouth? No, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't know what that is, bro. <sighs> Listen, guys, it's 2018, and there are people out here that are on the fringes of society. Although they may not be on the fringes of society, they could be your boss, they could be your dad, they could be your uncle, they could be your cousin. Right? For some reason or another, people feel as if it's cool to live under their rock, and then occasionally come out to encourage others to live under rocks or to say things that don't make any sense or just to be asinine or just to be whatever. Then they crawl back under their rock again and be there for some more time, right? Is that is that a fair assessment of of what you would describe as? Yes, as echo chambers. Echo chambers, is that is that is that fun? Is that okay? Was that the wrong thing? Do you have your own definition of the echo, echo chamber life? Yeah, I've, I feel like it's it, people who insulate themselves, selectively insulate themselves mm-hmm. from anyone that has a differing point of view. Yeah. That's good. That was a more eloquent way of saying what I said. I think I threw shade with my definition of echo chamber. Yeah, burying your head in the sand. I like that too. We've talked about guys who do that. Don't do that. So this conversation comes from a conversation that Dan doesn't want to give too much shine to. But give give us some like overview of this conversation that led you thinking about this echo chamber conversation. Yeah, yeah. We were doing pre-show and I had an instance on Twitter of a listener who I think has good intentions. And in the state of Georgia... Uh, there's a bill trying to be passed that gay couples can be denied be representation in adoptive agencies if they are, in fact, a gay couple. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, this law would basically kind of bar gay couples from adopting in the state of Georgia. And so I have a big problem with that. I have, some, I have a lot of friends who are gay and in very committed relationships, more committed than some of my <laughs> other friends who are in heterosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. And... And they'd have a desire to have or to raise kids, raise foster, uh, kids who are in the foster program and or coming from situations that, you know, they can help mm-hmm. bring them into a much better situation. 
So I have a big problem with this. So I was talking about it online. And then out of nowhere, kind of, I think one of our well-intentioned listeners kind of said, hey, I think this is actually a good thing because being raised by a father and a mother is the way it was designed. And like, and so this would help that situation. And so, and so then I have a million issues with Mm -hmm. that statement. Mm -hmm. Um, Because one, I asked him if he had actually adopted, had adopted anybody. Have you adopted anyone, sir? That was the very first question. That question never got answered. Mm -hmm. And I don't like mean to throw shade. That's why I'm not talking about specifically the name of this person. Mm -hmm. Because I I think they had good intentions, but I think they're, well, I think their intentions don't come from like a malicious place, I Mm -hmm. should say. Mm But I do think that they live in an echo chamber where they want to talk about this in theory, mm-hmm. the theory of how a child should be raised. Okay, I think you can have opinions about that. And I, to be honest, I probably would actually agree that the best case scenario is for a, a father to be present and nurturing and, and protective and providing and doing those things. And I think... I think the best case scenario is that also a mother is present breastfeeding, doing the things that naturally she can do as well as nurturing, providing, protecting the children and them together rearing these children. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't exist in like (laughs) 99.9% of cases in this world. We all bring our shit to the table. I'm not as good a dad as I should be. I'm not as present as I should be at times. I don't lean in as uh, probably as much as I should at times. Uh, My, like my wife, travels and works and so that may not be the best case scenario for jace but that's what you know how we want to provide for our families for both of us to work so just using my own example like we're doing the best we can raising jace and whatever kids come after but i think some people would look at our lives and be like that's not ideal Mm -hmm. so i have a problem when anyone looks at anyone else's situation and say that's not ideal the ideal situation is this when in fact they probably aren't providing the ideal situation and two there are thousands and thousands and thousands of foster care kids in this country without parents and these people typically white evangelical people are looking at that situation and being like well we need to put limitations on who can help solve this problem because they get all of their facts from Fox News and all their facts from people who, you know, throw out tests or surveys of adopted children by gay parents and their struggles or whatever. And it's 10 people that they've surveyed. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. When in fact, they aren't part of the solution and, and they're actually not part of the solution and they are limiting the solution of who can and is able to provide that solution. Mm-hmm. And it just brought me to the conclusion that one, I get why he wants what's best for for in theory he Mm -hmm. wants what's best for these kids but practically we live in a practical world and we need to provide families for these kids who have none Mm -hmm. and adoption's big on me and my wife's heart that's something that we definitely want to be a part of and do but i haven't been part of that solution either yet at this point in my life and so i'm going to be very careful to insert my opinions on anyone who does actually want to actively in this moment do something about it Mm -hmm. and so yeah, man. So it just kind of led to this thing where, because a lot of the stuff he quoted, like I w- looked back at his timeline and a lot of it's Fox News, a very mm-hmm. conservative bias towards what he's listening. And he clearly listens to us and we are, don't fall into that category. So no, not at all. So he clearly isn't the, he's not on the extreme necessarily mm-hmm. that I'm talking about. But what I am saying is I think in this country, we have a very, very 
big problem with surrounding ourselves with people with only like-minded views that this person clearly doesn't have a gay, gay couple, gay friend, Mm -hmm. um, that like have the desire to adopt because, and that's not hard to find by the way. (laughs) I'm sure it is. (laughs) So so, (laughs) I know it is. So that means like before you have this opinion, you should actually talk to the people that are being affected by your opinions. And he kind of came back and said like, well, that's not, I don't think that gay couples shouldn't adopt. I just want to legislate my own religious views into law. And I think I always kind of circle back and then I want to get your opinion Mm -hmm. to what C.S. Lewis would say is like nothing religiously should be legislated. It should just be done and shown to be the best way. I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. He's, he was specifically talking about drinking. I think, uh, in his case in England, Mm -hmm. but and I think it can be applied to a lot of things like we as, you know, a religious group of people, whether it be Christian, Muslim, Hindu, whatever it is, all need to be very careful to take our moral compass and legislate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we do think it's the best way, fine, that's great. Live it out so that the rest of the world looks at it and says, oh, that way seems like it's working. Mm-hmm. Let's go that direction. Mm-hmm. So that's my point of view on specifically that subject. But but more so, I think I would like to talk more about how we isolate ourselves. And when we do so, we become convinced of things that probably are not r- true. Mm-hmm. I, I like your analogy um, in C.S. Lewis and that quote and the idea behind it, because recently in the news now, the debate is this gun control stuff, right? Arming teachers... Uh, putting restrictions on uh, the age limit for when you can get an assault-style rifle, so on and so forth, right? Um, As I tweeted the other day, my solution to guns in the classroom is how about we have counselors in schools and have more counselors in schools and not have this 300 to 1 ratio that often happens at schools that have a bunch of students. You have 300 students, one counselor, um, and there's no way in the world that they can attend to the mental health needs of all those students, right? It's just not a, a real thing. So, you know, instead of arming teachers so they can shoot each other into students, let's just get some counselors. Anyway, that's my PSA <laughs> for that. Um, a simple solution. But the idea that uh, Dick's Sporting Goods decided they were going to raise their age to 21, uh, I think in one of the subsidiary stores. But once this happened, I think it was like a fish and game store. But once this last incident happened in Florida, they decided to get rid of their uh, assault rifles altogether in the store, right? So people are debating, well, is it a moral thing? Is it the right thing? Is it a business strategy? They're, they're doing what you're saying because they realize people having access to guns, potentially at a young age, potentially at a time where school shootings are happening more often by students. They're like, you know what, let's make sure that they we as a company aren't allowing this or or. Yeah, we're not allowing this to happen by us selling us by us selling weapons to minors or to even 18 year olds. So, I right. think, you know, period, we're just not we're just getting rid of that brand of weapon altogether. Yep. And they're also getting uh, rid of uh, large Magazine. Uh, magazines, right? Capacity, high, Capac- capacity. high capacity magazines. And so I think on that end, it's like, all right, instead of trying to lobby Congress, instead of trying to do something that because of either business or moral obligations, they think is one thing or another, we're just going to do best practice. And best practice is just to remove the guns. We're not going to sell them. Totally agree, man. Right? Right? Totally agree. And I think, so I, I'm glad you brought up like the mm-hmm. gun situation mm-hmm. because I am, I have my conceal- concealed carry permit. Mm-hmm. I pretty regularly especially when i'm working Mm -hmm. 
carry my weapon. Put the thing on you. Um, and uh, train regularly mm-hmm. with that weapon, so I know how to use it if mm-hmm. that ca- case ever did come up. I am so for basically a huge overhaul in gun control. Mm-hmm. I'm so for every anybody that wants their like carry permit, whether it's concealed or unconcealed, mm-hmm. should go through a month-long safety course mm-hmm. on weaponry. And I think all of the people who are training those courses should be watching out for red flags mm-hmm. and investigating those red flags. And under and maybe not they're not investigating, but they flag this person mm-hmm. and say, hey, we're going to give them this permit, but there, there should be background checks done mm-hmm. and further investigation done. And again, I'm one that's actually pretty scared of like government intervention and mm-hmm. slippery slopes. That of, could lead to a whole bunch that, of stuff. That could lead to, yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, white dudes get guns, black people don't. <laughs> like, I mean, right. the red flags yeah. can be used in terrible ways and they have in our history. Mm-hmm. So we should be you know, cautious of those things. But we also shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater, mm-hmm. which we do so often in all situations, in all topics where, you know, we feel strongly about one way and stop listening to the other side where... Again, I was probably one five or six years ago that was, I wasn't a member of the NRA, Mm -hmm. but was very much like, no, it's not the guns that kill people. It's the people that kill people. Mm -hmm. And I probably was in that line of thought, pretty committed to that line Mm -hmm. of thought, actually. And over time, I've listened to the other side and I've become more and more convinced, like, and (laughs) too many atrocities have happened where Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, whether or not it's guns or people doing it. And I still probably have that internal debate with myself. We should do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And we shouldn't just continue to have the debate and do nothing. Let's try. Let's mm-hmm. let's swing the pendulum even too far to the other side, and let's be able to bring it back and be like, okay, we went too far. Getting a gun now is impossible in this country, and that's one of you know the rights that we hold dear. So mm-hmm. let's at least bring it back. But in doing so, celebrate the victories of, you know there hasn't been a ma- right. school mass shooting in the mm-hmm. last three years while mm-hmm. we've done this. Like, mm-hmm. how can we have the win-win situation? Yeah. One side note, because I do that. Have you seen Handmaid's Tale? No. If you don't have a Hulu subscription, because I think it's only on Hulu, get the 30 trade trial, watch Handmaid's Tale, uh, or unless they do a second season, you can, you know, milk two seasons on one 30-day trial. But the idea is that because people... So events happen in the United States. People get all worked up, almost like 9-11 in the Patriot Act, mm-hmm. and they allow the government to be taken over by this special group. And then they just start instituting all kind of random rules, one of them being, well, because the women become sterile in this, you know, during the time. So they're taking women and making them be like uh, handmaids, but they're like sex maids for these guys so they can try to have more babies or whatever. And it's a lot of just stuff they get instituted through government because people weren't being aware of what was going on and just letting stuff happen to them, right? So I'm, That I'm, wasn't a consequence of the Patriot Act. No, those are two different things. Right, right. I said, like, I'm just trying to be Well, clear. the Patriot Act and the NSA, right? So now the right. NSA can listen to anything they want to whenever they yes. want to because we gave over our rights because of the, the 9-11 situation. Right, I just want right. to be clear. Right, right, right. So yes, yes, the women aren't being traded <laughs> on the market for sex slaves legally because of sterilization. Clarity, just okay, shooting for cool. clarity Got here. it, got it, got it. Yes, Hulu, Handmaid's Tale, 9-11, Patriot, Patriot Act. Act. Got it real life not like life all right <laughs> but it could have real life implications in both situations absolutely right? so what you're saying is that yes these things can go a certain way things can happen but we're bringing it to this echo chamber conversation what the brilliant piece of what you said was that hey you've done research you've had conversations you've allowed yourself to read become more uh, evolved involved of the process and knowing that hey this gun control thing is a thing let me hear both sides let me make a rational decision that's a wise man that's what men need to do more often right 
when you live in this echo chamber life, you have one way of thinking that's that's probably influenced by how you grew up, mom and dad, aunties and uncles, the community you grew up in, the schools you went to, uh, the TV shows you watched, the news programming you watched. There's a lot of programming that has gone into you making the decision you make, right? Absolutely. The view that you have, the 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 yeah, just the the view that you have, right? So if you're not someone who's actively trying to hear other sides, that's trying to get multiple opinions, one that's even willing to have a conversation, as you were saying pre-show, with someone of an opposite viewpoint, right? Regardless of if you're going to change your mind or not, you can feel like this is just a waste of time. But the, the point is, as a well-rounded man, someone who's trying to learn, someone who's trying to grow, someone who's trying to have real experiences, you have to be willing to sit in those uncomfortable places. You have to be willing to hear other people's stories. You have to be willing to let someone else's uh, life and their experiences and their viewpoints uh, somewhat give you, it. if it doesn't touch you somewhere, at least give you a frame of reference from where they're coming from. Yeah, I feel like you should have to look people in the face too. Like what I'm not mm. suggesting is, okay, now let me go on Facebook and pose a, now, a, pose right. a, a status that mm. says, I'm trying to get differing opinions on X because yeah. I think Y. Mm -hmm. And I've heard people, some people think Z. Mm -hmm. And so any Z's out there, like let's have a conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's cowardly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just cowardice to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like, you know, bringing it back to the uh, gay adoption yeah, situation. Yep. Like, I'm not going to say their names, but two of our best friends mm. are a gay couple. Mm. They wanted to adopt. We've known them since before they ha they've subsequently adopted two kids, mm. both from, you know, less than ideal situations. Mm. Now in incredible situations, cared for, love provided for. And but before all that, like we were sitting on our front porch, sipping some wine one night and they, they know my background as like as a Christian and they they said like how do you feel about us mm. adopting and i actually like in that moment had to come to terms with i actually probably was at that moment in line with our listener where i would where i would what i told them i think it's best that a father and a mother be present in that relationship but because i do believe that i literally told them this i do believe that i would love if like allison like can be involved in your children's lives to an, a degree that you would feel comfortable so that they do have a woman's influence mm -hmm. in their life. Mm -hmm. Cause I do think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I, whether it's Allison or somebody else, like I think that should be something you guys are conscious of, of there isn't a woman present yeah. to help, help this girl go through things that, cause they have, they have adopted a girl, mm -hmm. uh, to go through things that you guys have never gone through and will never go through. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, well, again, and so, but I had to come to terms with mm -hmm. one, do I believe this enough to look at people I care out in the face and say, this is what I believe in. And once that was true, I was like, well, how can I make what I believe find common ground with what th they really hope for mm -hmm. and find that win-win scenario. And I think like when you have to look people in the face and table your own beliefs for a second and understand where they're coming from and why they came to the conclusions they did, it changes you and it makes you a better man because you are able, that doesn't mean you had to have to walk away from every scenario. Like there was a season of time where I questioned Christianity to the nth degree, mm -hmm. just tabled my beliefs, sat down with, you know, people who um, practice uh, Islam, people that practice different religions. Hey, help me understand how you came to this conclusion. This is true. Mm -hmm. Ultimately I walked away uh, not trying to convince them that they were wrong. I w was honestly trying to convince myself I was wrong at the time. And I walked away convinced that, in fact, I believe in Christianity. I have 
was affirmed in my faith in that choice, not because my parents gave it to me, but because now I, I found it for myself. Mm-hmm. And, but I didn't, but I felt better for going through that journey and tabling my beliefs without, and having constructive conversations with other people that thought differently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, man, we just lost that. Mm-hmm. And, but I would ask you, like, why do you feel like we do that? Why do we insulate ourselves from the outside world? Just from, just from like a psychology standpoint, since you're a psychologist. Uh, look at you. Okay. No pills today. Just conversation. I like it. Um, I, there's probably multiple reasons. And we've talked about it before. I think on the basic level of social psychology, um, sorry if you've heard this before, but the idea is that when we are presented with facts and information that is opposite of what we've been, we've held as a belief, what we've been told to believe, you know, whatever, uh, you know, precept you want to put it upon, um, we as human beings are intrinsically wired to dig even deeper into those misbeliefs. Like mm. this is if somebody's presenting facts, right? Yep. Truths, things that are facts, like real facts. Nah, I like what I believe. It's comfortable. It's what I've always believed. I'm going to dig even deeper and maybe even say some more outlandish things or even go even further than I would before because I want what I'm saying to be right, right? I want what I believe to be true. Sure. And that's the problem with people is that un unregulated men, uh, mentally childish men, um, young thinking men aren't able to process contrary information in a way that's helpful and beneficial to their growth and development. Hmm. And it starts like we're talking about now with having conversations with people, with expanding your horizons, with making sure that you're getting a, a full palette of information before we come to decisions. Because if we're just going off of the decisions and the ideas that were given to us, um, by our parents, by our communities, by TV, by news, by biased opinions, we're going to continue to propagate those things without actual facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that um, the issue now becomes, are you willing? Do you want to grow, be more than what you've been before and actually be, uh, you know, a, a well-rounded individual? Does that make sense? Is that yeah. helpful? And then, so... Uh- Maybe in the, the follow-up question to that is, how does one process this, you know, contrary information mm-hmm. without becoming tossed by the waves? Like every yeah. conversation, I okay, cool, that that's true for you. Now that I guess that's true for me. Mm-hmm. Like how do you, how do you maintain some level of like groundedness to what you do hold to be true? Mm-hmm. And still engage with others. Does that make sense? Because yeah. I mean, in pre-show we talked about how you you were reading some articles that you were like, I just got to, I, I hear them, I understand how they got to that conclusion, it's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. How do you process that and, and exist in that world effectively? Yeah, it's it starts with your, your purpose. If your purpose is to find fuel for your fire, either for or against something, you can find that. Yep. Right? But if your purpose is to build empathy um, and to increase your understanding... Um, not just build a better argument for yourself, then that's that's the mindset you have to go in on the front end, right? Um, so I told you I read a bunch of articles, you know, about hope, all things Black Panther, right? Any direction, every angle, Afrofuturism, complaints about, um, uh, uh, pe- you know, not enough uh, LGBT representation. I mean, just a whole bunch of stuff, right? Um, and I think that as life goes, I'm at a point where I really don't care too much about people's opinion when I don't know them or when it's something that's controversial to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm trying to think of some specific instances real quick. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I can't think of anything. Like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. I'll find myself at times, Mm -hmm. because I 
at this point in my life, completely disagree with Fox News, listening mm. to Fox News mm-hmm. and trying to understand and find empathy for, or at least be able to engage with mm-hmm. people who also listen to Fox News yeah. and almost deconstruct the argument so yeah. that I can like better understand where they're coming from. But you kind of said in pre-show, like yeah. you're just, you just can't even go there anymore. Yeah, some stuff that I feel like I've done enough conversational, like say we talk about evangel. So let's talk about this adoption thing, right? So yeah. there was a bill, I think with the new tax law that will start in 2018, did they decide to uh, reduce the amount of credit you get for adoption? Did I they think reduce? So, it? So, um, so you have a, a again. I don't care anything about politics. You can tell whatever. You can tweet, email, whatever. You have a Republican-led House and Senate, right? That are supposed to be conservatives, probably evangelicals to some extent, or whatever the case may be, that want you to be pro-life, right? But then you decide to put on the books a law that would decrease the amount of money that people get for adopting children, right? Right. Why would someone who believes in life and wanting life to exist and be better say that, hey, you that want to help somebody that's already here, you want to help make their life better by adopting them, we're going to make it more difficult for you to do that, Mm -hmm. right? So when I have conversations with people that are evangelicals or this or that or whatever, and they they want to tell me why that they're for, I'm like, you know what, hey, bro, you can tell me why we can have a conversation about it, but just know that if you're trying to influence me to feel a certain way or think differently, you probably that's probably not going to work. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. going to be a winning situation because of all the things that you're giving me. You know what I mean? Right. So as a black man, 30, 37, about to be 38 years old in America, if somebody wants to have a conversation with me um, about uh me and the SBC I have issues with Southern Baptist you know yeah. uh, convention right from the stuff I read the stuff I've learned the history things of that nature of why I should be involved and give them a second chance and I'm like bro like you can do that but as far as I'm concerned there's just certain things that I'm just not going to do sure. does that make sense I'm trying yes. to bring it home yeah yeah no you know? I think cuz I think it's a it's a fine line mm-hmm. cuz I, I I do think that in order to have constructive conversations or at least for me, because I, I tend to be very fiery in debates and mm-hmm. very like secure in what I believe. The only way for me to like be in beneficial conversations is to, for me to actually consciously say, I'm for the next five minutes, I'm going to assume I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that's, that, that is a great way to go in, right? To assume I'm going to be wrong. And I think to say, I we need to build empathy and I need to understand where people are coming from. Right. Right. So that, that doesn't become hate because that's what happens when you don't have empathy or you don't assume that you're wrong or you have something to learn. That's another thing. Assume that you have something to learn. Yeah. That may right? be the better way to say yeah, it. And that's, that's perfect. You have something to learn and you want to build empathy that reduces your defenses, that brings the, the defense down and it allows you to hear what's being said. Yep. And again, it's not about winning. Right. 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 And I think right. as dudes. Yep. We have a, a wiring, or a, a, I shouldn't paint with such a bright swap. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys have a wiring that's like, it's it's about winning. Mm-hmm. And I am the king mm-hmm. of that group of people. Yeah. Like, I can be in a debate arguing color. Like, mm-hmm. when that color dress thing came yeah, out yeah, and the yeah, gold yeah. blue. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would have argued with someone for an hour mm-hmm. to try to get them to be like, don't, you You have to see it's yeah. gold. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it is gold. No. Mm-hmm. And so, I... I I have to acknowledge that and say like, it's not about winning. Mm-hmm. It never is. And I, my dad used to like, tell me like, cause me and my mom used to go back and forth all the time. And my mm-hmm. dad would come off the road and, and be like, you know, you have to choose. Mm-hmm. Is it about winning or is it about your mom? Yeah. And on some level you have to like, say like, it's, these are people, it's not a something to be won. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and I think I still struggle with that. 
for sure. Yeah, and and don't don't get me wrong. This isn't a blanket conversation about evangelicalism or Republicans or conservatives. Because I mean, I'm on the same end where I stopped reading a comic book because uh, it's, it was called Black, and it was a basically the basic premise of what a black people had super superpowers. Named the only people that had superpowers, and they still were getting hunted by this uh, CIA FBI agency or whatever. Mm-hmm. But on the front page of one of them, maybe the third it, it edition, it was like shout out to Planned Parenthood and da-da-da, and some other other companies that they thought were worthy of shouting out or maybe they were sponsoring them or something like that. And I have issues with Planned Parenthood. Like, yeah. bro, you can't tell me anything about Planned Parenthood. I've done all the research that I need to know. And I've, 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 there's nothing that I feel is a benefit and a win. I shouldn't say nothing. There are very few things. I mean, conversations about birth control, conversations about family planning, conversations about being wise and reproductive health is good yeah but the abortions but the stems uh not the stems the um the 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 fetal uh stuff that you know just the stuff that's happened that's documented that's been on tv and the news that what planned parenthood is about they're usually in, in communities of color they're usually pr- preying on poor people they're usually they have been found to use the aborted fetuses for medical research and they're selling the stuff for stem cell research and stuff like that you know what i'm saying yep. and the the founder of her was a proponent of eugenics and sterilization and minimizing the black population on earth so i'm like bro like you know what i'm saying like it goes both ways and that's right. planned parenthood is dem- generally a democratic liberal thing right so i think that and in, in, again, in terms of the broader conversation that we're talking about, the, the capsulated life, right, the echo chamber situation is that, man, I think a person who is wise, a person that who exercises prudence, a person that is well-rounded and well-versed and has sympathy and empathy and is able to relate to people and able to hear people's stories, understands and can understand the need to know more information yes. to learn from some from people um and to know that their opinion is not the end-all be-all regardless of, of what their opinion is and they need to be able to understand that every situation isn't the same and be able to cite sources right be able to cite facts yes because i think that's the state that we're in now in social media where people can pop off with statements and make the make generalizations and make you know bl- black and white truths mm-hmm. become true quote-unquote true mm-hmm. And when without citing facts, mm-hmm. and last time I checked, most of us aren't researching scientists right. currently conducting, besides your wife, mm-hmm. studies right. about these certain scenarios. Mm-hmm. And so, I was thankful on Twitter in the in the in the scenario that you know it did come to a good place in the conversation I was having online because another friend who was initially we were kind of going back and forth about uh, the le- the law that was trying to be passed. He came back with a study that was like, hey, here's a study on how children actually do in being reared by a gay by gay couples. Mm -hmm. And I think the Huffington Post did it, Mm -hmm. posted the study or something like that. It wasn't Washington Post, no. But, but, and I mean, Huffington Post is a little, but the the, the study in and of itself was like, it pointed to like, these kids do great. Mm -hmm. Like the kids are like they to the extent that we all struggle because we struggle because our parents don't fulfill everything we need them mm-hmm. to fulfill in 99.9% of the cases whether it be for like me my dad was you know he had to provide and that providing for him was traveling five days a week my dad I didn't see my dad a whole lot from middle school to like middle of high school mm-hmm. like that was my truth like and that was how like me and him both mourned that fact mm-hmm. so we all carry these things. And so I think it was, it was great to point out a study that actually shows like there really is no difference between being raised by a two heterosexual people and two gay people mm-hmm. in a scientific scenario. Now we can point to moral and mm-hmm. compasses and religious 
upbringing and grounding to mm -hmm. say why we believe other things. But again, circling all the way back, like if you do believe that, whether or not I agree with you, I'm not stating I agree with you, but if you do believe that a heterosexual couple is better to be raising foster children, then damn it, you better be adopting 10 kids. <laughs> right. Because right. if you feel like you have the answer and you can be part of the solution. Right. Especially if you're for stopping other people from being able to adopt. Exactly. Right. Like you better be out here doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be the person who has a stance that is stopping other people from being part of a potential solution, no matter what it is, mm -hmm. like the people who, you know, I don't know, against, uh, I can't, I'm not even mm -hmm. trying to make something yeah, up yeah. that's besides the the example we're using, mm -hmm. be about it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the point of this, 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 this echo chamber situation, right? Spewing facts, saying this, saying that, have an opinion, complain, 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 but you're not acting. Um, I told somebody a couple weeks ago, um, I just been going through this thing with, you know, house church versus, um, organized church and all these different things and kind of where i'm at and i'm leaning more and more towards house church more so than you know buildings you got this million dollar edifice but homeless people outside can't come stay in it you know what i'm saying like you know yep. that's a very minor point and some people may feel like it's petty but like i have more you know what i'm saying <laughs> but the idea is like because i wasn't ready to offer any tangible solutions i wasn't voicing my complaints mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like yo i can only actively practice what i feel like i can practice Right. I can either make a decision to go to house church or go to a, you know, a bigger church, whatever. Um, or I can have conversations with people being on committees, da, 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 do what I need to do to have these these opinions be heard and try to work towards a solution that I feel is good with my conscience and my soul. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the problem. Like we just spit these facts, say these things, have these opinions, want to be anti this and anti that. Da, da, da. I make sure other people can't live their lives when they, nobody asked you anyway. And then feel as if we're justified in doing that. We have this troll culture that exists that's out of control. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree, dude. I think well, to wrap this thing up, mm -hmm. um, I think we as a people need to live in diverse places ultimately. Yeah. And people ask me all the time, why do you live in the city? Why would you, why are you planning on raising your children in the city? Because mm -hmm. it's the one place I found that I can walk down the street and walk by two or three different sets of people who mm -hmm. all look different, think differently and, and, and are come from different socioeconomic statuses because mm -hmm. we shouldn't, we should be careful not to like make this a race, you know, drawing along race lines mm -hmm. or drawing simply along political lines. Like the greatest divide in this country, in my opinion, is socioeconomic, mm -hmm. uh, like divisions. Mm -hmm. Um, and bleeding out of that is absolutely race issues mm -hmm. and, and, and how like minorities in this country are, segregated via socioeconomic means mm -hmm. all that to say is live in a place that again people challenge the way that you think and you can't take your kids to school and not th and have them come home and not say hey i don't understand this can can we talk about this mm -hmm. don't put them in a bubble where because I, I hear it all the time right like well if we live in the suburbs i don't have to explain the gay issue <laughs> to my kids. Like mm -hmm. I don't ever have to worry about sending my kids going on, my kids going on a play date to Joe and John's house mm -hmm. with their kids. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I can live in the suburb and they can yep. go and I don't have to explain that to my kids. And, and to some extent I feel like you can, ex you can walk through that with your children in a healthy way. You should be able to and help them understand that Joe and John love their kids. Mm -hmm. Ma we love you and 
like and they we exist we coexist and we may differ mm -hmm. on how we view the world and these things but that doesn't make us any less human any less um worthy of being heard yeah well, imago day man and i think the the problem that happens is that it's easy to see people as others and not respect them um and not to and not to have love or compassion or sympathy for them when they're others, when mm -hmm. they're just outsiders, when they're just a problem, when they're just some icky, ill monsters that hide under your bed. You know yep. what I mean? And until that gets broken down, you, you're not going to have influence over. And that's the bottom line. People feel that that live in these 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 echo chambers and resonate with echo chambers feel as if they're going to have some pervasive powers over someone. No one's going to listen and or care about you when you're spewing your hate. <laughs> not saying old boy was, but I'm just saying like that's not going to win anybody over. Right. Like that's not going to like that's not going to convince anybody that, oh, man, you're right. Me and my husband as men shouldn't adopt a child because of <laughs> your hate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your slander, your shenanigans. Like right. that doesn't. Uh, and it was it's taking the adoption thing, uh, legislating it doesn't in fact. Right. Make a couple choose a mm -hmm. gay couple to yeah. be the adoptive parents of their child. Mm -hmm. It just means that they can't. The legislative thing just means they can't be represented. So you're just yeah. denying them even the opportunity, yeah. uh, and you're not just. It's not like you're like making it so you know yeah. all gay couples will be the front of the line. Yeah. Like that's not what we're legislating yeah. here. <laughs> we're not making it easier for people to adopt children. Right. They're already against up against probably. Yeah. Uh, a preconceived yeah. like hurdle of yeah. being a gay couple, yeah. and so I I'm right or wrong for the kids too. Like yeah. it doesn't help. You're not helping more kids get adopted when exactly. you make laws that it make it harder for people to adopt. And that's really the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> like let's think about the children who yep. are sitting in foster care yep. who age out at 16 or 18, yep. and then I think the the incarceration rate is uh, huge if you care, age out of foster care. Foster care period is a system that needs to be overhauled in America, period. They are most vulnerable community, one of the most vulnerable communities that exist. A lot mm -hmm. of the girls that end up in foster care end up being becoming prostitutes. They get involved in sex trafficking. Like the dudes become, you know, just, and again, I'm not slandering the whole system, but I work, I'm at there and I work, I, I work in this field and I've been working in this field for like 15 years and I've heard the stories and I yeah. know what people do especially just for a check and it's just like it just needs to be overhauled and to make it more complicated for people to get kids out of that system is stupid mm -hmm. bottom line totally agree well cool well i hope that this was challenging to to people's beliefs i know that this was something that i mean i grew up in a bubble went to a college in a bubble and left that bubble in the last you know eight years has been this consistent walk for me of coming in with preconceived notions and being challenged by people who think differently and not always being convinced otherwise, but pretty almost regularly having empathy for people who do think differently mm -hmm. and at least understanding, Oh, that makes sense that that you could come to that conclusion. And again, I'm not arguing for relative truth. I'm not arguing that there, is, that there is not a right and wrong way. But what I am saying is, people generally have good motivations for the conclusions they've come to. And I think that you can at least have empathy for people about how they came to that conclusion. Yeah. Generally people are not out to destroy you. Mm -hmm. Like when you hear things on, I know we're railing on conservatives mm -hmm. and I don't mean to, but like on, on Fox news about how terrible Obama's motivations were for X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. President Obama had nothing but, good motivations for instituting Obamacare, these other things. I completely disagree with Obamacare. Mm -hmm. I think that what it could do in the long term could be far more detrimental from a financial 
aspect than it can be in the short term of insuring people that couldn't be insured. I think there's a there's better systems mm-hmm. that could be in could be put in place, but there need to be a fix. Right. So I can have empathy in that there need to be a fix and I can have empathy in the fact that someone who had the power to do something about it tried to do something mm-hmm. about it. All of those things, it's like and my so my opinions of our former president changed drastically after like I came to that conclusion of like, oh, okay, like there's something there's good here. And let's like fo- let's not just like focus on the disagreement but Mm -hmm. focus on oh someone tried to do something now let's try to do something more Mm -hmm. let's try to let's not get to a single payer system like but let's continue to refine it and push it to a good a a good place and the irony of it all is by the way obamacare was originally a republican bill right so like you know every all the facts get twisted y'all yep and it's called the affordable health care act you know what i'm saying i almost blew my taxes two years ago because (laughs) did you get obamacare I don't know what Obamacare is, man, and I, but I didn't get it. And I had to do it in a minute return because I left out some paperwork because I, in fact, did use the marketplace. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it should have said on the questionnaire. Not did I get Obamacare. He didn't come to my house. He didn't shake my hand. He didn't. I didn't know that he cared about me. I did not know Obama cared about me. But apparently he did. He tried to write. He tried, he tried to help you. He tried to help you. He was doing what he the could. The website but. didn't try to help you. But anyway, uh, any last yeah. thoughts? Nah, man, I think, uh, I mean, we said it, man. Um, be a, a good, a well-regulated man. Be well-rounded. Uh, check your sources, as we always say. Get to know new people. Build empathy. Um, you know, be be intentional about making sure that your ideas and what you believe in is based in as much fact as possible and as much research and information as possible and first-hand information as much as possible. Um, and get to know people. Love your neighbors well. Adopt a kid if you can. You know, um, yeah. save save a life, man, um, and just be active. And if you don't have something to contribute as far as helping situations out, keep it to yourself. Um, and when you're ready to actually do something about that, pipe up. Yep. I just want to shout out my boy, Zach McCalvin. He's adopted or he's fostered five kids at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I look at his life and I, I it's it makes me uncomfortable with how far they're willing to go and stretch themselves in order to help others and it constantly challenges me like damn that guy's about Mm -hmm. he doesn't talk about it he's on twitter look who i fostered this week taking pictures look at my new foster kid yeah but there are so many incredible people who are are doing their best and i think uh yeah let's be about that yeah and i i don't want people to feel like the foster system is the worst thing ever it's it's terrible um but when kids are adopted or when kids are fostered, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So again, fostered well. Fostered well. Um, it can be a beautiful thing, but it, it is a terrible, 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 terrible franchise. And it's a black guy, I think, and a scar on an American life. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, it's it's a sad place. So please, yeah. please, please, please. I mean, this was just a piece of the, the bigger conversation, but I think it was an important piece to highlight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. Definitely, uh, if you can, please share this podcast. Tell people about it. I think even specifically this one, I think it's it's good for us all uh, to, as we continue to try to foster these conversations, for us all to kind of have that common language uh, to say like, hey, I'm not trying to win this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to understand. And I disagree mm-hmm. in theory, but I'd love to understand you as a human more so that I can, you know, table my beliefs for 10 minutes and potentially assume... I have something to learn in this. Yeah. I love that you said that. Yeah. All right, y'all. We'll catch you next time, next week. Don't do that, bro. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, C. John Roar. At Dan Dunk. Uh, and we'd love to talk more about this. All right, we'll catch y'all.
Where you from? Where you from? Down it out.